Hey, how are things? This is Mark here, and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in, and if you're new, you're more than welcome. Hello. Today is a very good podcast. I can't wait to do it. Uh, my guest on the show is Oshin Mulligan from Mulligan's Fitness. How are you, sir? What's the story? How are you all? Um, look, today's podcast is about weight loss and fitness, and look, I know we're all sick to our tits of all weight loss and fitness and everything else, and there's everyone on the internet knows everything all of the time eat carbs don't eat carbs uh run don't run only do weights well don't do these weights um fast all the time there's so many diets there's so many stuff we all know we're all trying i'm currently on my journey of losing weight and i'm doing certain things i come across people on the internet all of the time um Oshin is probably the best i've seen <laughs> there's no shit talk no messing tells you what he thinks so I asked him to come on and I want to talk to him today about what he thinks about loads of different things. I'm going to just ask him in a minute just to give us, just tell us about himself and what he does and stuff like that. All of Oshin's links will be in the description. So if you like the cut of his jib and what he's saying, you can go down and click on it there. You'll find his uh, Instagram account and all other bits and bobs that I've left down there. So go ahead and do that. Also, this podcast will be timestamped. So if you go through it all and think, yeah, that was good, but what did he say about this? Just go to the description and click on it. It'll be all clicked on exactly what he said or what the question was. And you know me, there'll be loads of questions. Um, this is what I'll be asking, stuff like this. What's the biggest untruth about weight loss and fitness? We're going to talk about food, diets, GI, carbs, no carbs, meat, only meat, calories, fasting. Um, what's the best exercises for men, for women, Um these uh, weight loss clubs don't get me started uh, social media lies and bullshit is anyone sick to death of the social media bullshit Jesus Christ um, what's the best advice that Oshin has for weight loss and fitness and then at the very end I'm going to ask him a little scenario if it was a normal person trying to do A to get to B what would you do so look that was a big long winded intro but that's what we're going to be doing today so look thanks for uh, if you want to email the podcast it's clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com and if you want to donate to the podcast, you can do a one-time donation at paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. And it's in the description. Do that. I'm broke. Jesus. Well, bud, how are things? What's the story? How are we? Not too bad. Look, thanks for coming on. Your Instagram is cool. It's short, sharp videos. Um, giving people good advice. Um, that's nearly the opposite of what a lot of people do. What yeah. a lot of people do normally is they go on and talk shite for half an hour and want to take 500 euros or dollars off you and then nothing happens, but you don't do that, which is really, really good. So well done on that. Um, or what age are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 23. For such a young lad, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, you know, you have a good head on your shoulders. Well done, as all I said. Good man, you're right. you're doing it right. Um, look, be, be, before I go into the 45 million billion questions that I have to ask you, just so tell us about uh, Mulligan's Fitness and what it is and what it does and all that kind of crap. Right, so Mulligan's Fitness is pretty much online coaching. I help people with weight loss, people have struggled with weight all their lives, anyone from any weight at all, anyone that struggles with body image, anything at all. Um, I work majority of my stuff online, so it's accessible anywhere, internationally, whatever. Um, but yeah, more about, I suppose, the business is kind of based around how I was when I was younger. So when I was in school, I was bullied all the time for being overweight the whole way through, right up until college. And don't ask me why I chose to do sports science in college. <laughs> when I was overweight, but I decided I wanted to learn as much as I could about nutrition and then help people that were like myself. Um, I got a lot of support from my brother. He helped me out a lot. I learned a lot from the course and I put 
two and two, I put the two of them things together um, and then I developed one of the games fitness from that and just been working since about two years ago. I've well, on your said Instagram it. page, there's pictures of you when, when you were overweight and not mm. only that, you said there as well that, and you help other people. Like this is not a case of like someone you see on TikTok going, uh, give me $500, I'll give you the best 10 steps. There's pictures of you on your Instagram page with real people that live locally, that live fucking nationally as well. People that you're helping all the time, holding a big weight of what 6.5 <laughs> kilo loses. That's good because it's real people. And like a lot of people would know those people. And it's, yeah. it's I, I think it's all positive. I, I really genuinely like to cut your jib. I could have had someone on with 100,000 followers from New York City and look really cool, but I wanted someone who doesn't talk shite, so... It's a compliment, take it. You're, I, I really, really like what you do and the way you talk. So look, let's get into these 45 million questions. And if I'm asking too many questions, tell me. If I'm interrupting you too much, tell me. And if I say something in relation to wellness or health and weight loss, tell me. There's no problem. Um, yeah. First question. What is the biggest untruth about weight loss, in your opinion, in your experience? Oh, this is a hard, hard, hard question to answer because yeah. there's so many out there. There's you have to cut out carbs, you have to not eat certain foods. I think the biggest one is that people kind of misrepresent or pe people think is that you have to cut out all the foods you enjoy um, or any food that is classed as bad to lose weight. There is no such thing as bad food. If you don't believe me on that side of things, you can watch one of my McDonald's videos where I went off and ate McDonald's for two weeks and lost Can you just tell us about that, please? Yeah, so I, I was so sick of people telling me that you can't eat bad foods and lose weight. So what I planned was I'd go for two weeks record my way every single day record exactly what i was eating um, and put it up and show people that i could eat mcdonald's and lose weight. so i just chose one item from the menu every single day and i went and ate from an ice cream to a bloody cheeseburger to a big mac and i ended up losing i think in the two weeks uh one and a half kilos or about three pounds again is that sustainable weight loss probably not just because there's quite fast weight loss for that um but that's kind of what happened and then it kind of went viral everywhere went all, all over the news agencies i was getting slated in the comments because people still didn't believe that you can lose weight and eat the foods you enjoy and again people were saying oh why are you promoting that bad food that's not real food and again how is the food not real the food's there in front of your you weren't promoting it. you weren't saying no. eat this you were and tell me if I'm wrong, you were trying to make a point that there is no bad foods. It's everything in moderation, that there yes. is no quick fix. There is no 10 week course to get six to, to, to get a, a six pack and maintain it for life. It doesn't exist. You're being honest. Is that yeah? like you still lost weight eating that food? Now, obviously, you know, God knows what it was doing to your internal organs <laughs> on it. But that, that what like, for people to say that they're misrepresenting what you're doing. You weren't saying that's good food. You weren't saying that's bad food. You were saying it is food. And yeah. you won't put up weight just eating food like this if it's in a moderation diet and you put yourself in as the guinea pig, if you like. Yeah, exactly. Just to prove it to people because I like people will always say you can't. And then I was just like, you know, I'll do my own scientific study and I'll show people that you can't. But just the whole thing about classing foods as bad or seeing foods as bad, what happens is then when you eat that food, you feel guilty. And that's when people actually end up putting on weight because you feel guilty about it. You continue on, say, going over your calories and eating loads and loads of different foods because you feel guilty for that. And again, the majority of people that would overeat would overeat because of feeling of guilt, feeling bad about themselves, feeling stressed, all that sort of stuff. And so it all interconnects. And I was just trying to show people that you can still include the food you like in your diet without having to cut them all out. Um, the majority of people, why they actually fail a diet is because they start in January or whenever they start and they're like, I'm cutting out my chocolate bars, my sweets my cakes and everything and once you kind of say that as well 
it becomes really hard to diet because we're like little kids if you tell us we can't have something it's the first thing that we go to the person we want or if you tell us we can't have something it's the first thing we want so with that then your diet becomes almost impossible from the get-go if we just included the foods we liked in moderation what would happen is we'd be able to keep it up long term i actually say this to a lot of my clients all the time i explain it this way it's, it's a good way of explaining it so if i had one person and i told them to eat just chicken rice vegetables and all the good foods or whatever right and I, t- I took them on for six weeks and they're like okay all right and they lost a load of weight in six weeks or whatever and i took another person on i told you eat chicken rice veg and whatever else you want in there and include the food you like along the way which person is going to last longer the person that can't have any um sweets or crisps or anything or the person that can include the foods in moderation and which person is going to end up losing more weight in the long term? the person that lasted six weeks or the person that's able to hold it up for the rest of their life a diet shouldn't a diet shouldn't be done if you can't keep it up long term because you're just going to end up to maintain it isn't it exactly that's the most important you know what so, one of the problems is sorry I'm, I'm going to get to social media in um, it's 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 part of the questions I have for you but like, yeah. you go on like losing weight and you end up going to a really really popular podcast um, and you'll have some fella on that only eats meat and you think wow that everything that person is saying sounds correct I have to do that like and then you might think, well, look, the next day I'll, I'll try it. And you hear someone else saying that, oh, they only eat fruit. And there's so much information that's out there all of the time that's conflicting with each other. And it's really confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's confusing of what, to, like, never mind you have to do something and try to do it and make it, rather than stick to it, as you said, make it a lifelong thing that you can maintain for the rest of your life. That's hard enough normally if you're overweight and you're trying to start to do something like that. But then you don't even know where to start. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge problem. There's so much misrepresentation out there on different podcasts and different people, and people see someone that say shredded and has abs and has a six pack and believes they (laughs) exactly like me. But I want to show you that, like, actually having a six pack and being that low body fat percentage isn't healthy either. That's not sustainable for 99% of the population unless you're genetically gifted and were essentially born with one. Um, it's not easy to maintain it and having a kind of a low body fat percentage affects their hormones affects testosterone in men affects the menstrual cycle in women women can lose their menstrual cycle and not be able to get pregnant if they're not eating enough food and they're too low of a body fat percentage so that just goes to show like that healthy isn't exactly what a lot of people have pictured in the brain that comes from social media as well so it's just about not believing everything you see out there and i'm trying to put out as many videos as i can debunking all of the crap that comes out on social media and there's a lot of it it's like you're you're like I, I only started recently um, I said, look, I better put some clips of the podcast up on TikTok. I, I didn't want to do it because I was on it when I came out first and it was just so fucking, oh, the amount of shit on there. But I said, look, it's a free platform that I can advertise for my podcast and I might get some viewers if they see what I'm doing and they like it. But the amount of information that's inaccurate, not inaccurate, but I mean, the amount of people that, are, that know everything that are saying the polar opposites of each other, like everybody can't be right, you know? Um, yeah. You know, like, and like for you, like, like obviously you're running a business, you're a young man, you're, you're in that position. So like, you're kind of the perfect storm if you like, but like, it's, it's, it's nearly like you're trying to get yourself out of business because you're saying all the right things. Like, like this, don't do that. Don't do this. Like the idea of not these people, not all people, but a lot of people want you as a client for as long as possible because they yeah. make money all the time. Whereas what they don't see is that if somebody loses enough weight and, or gets healthy, and you can and you can maintain it for a period of time like that's the best business you can ever have really like you know it's and that's why i like about your photographs as well you know and yeah i obviously push they're, they're staged because some you're taking a photograph and all that but they're not stages in like 
there's a light shining down and everyone's the girls holding up her bum and her man's doing this there's none of that crap just stand there with the way look look what i lost yeah it's just yeah. normal i feel like it's normal everyday joe soaps like me yeah you know? and, and one thing that i wanted to push with like you notice on my page there's no pictures of six packs there's no pictures of people standing there with their tops off i'm not putting pictures of my clients up before and after pictures main reason i moved away from that is i actually think that pushes more people away from it than anything because people see that and they're like oh well first of all i don't want to have my picture up on social media of my top off and second of all oh look at her she lost this much weight and i look like this and i look worse than her it's it's more comparison in there so that's why i brought the weight in there the only negative about that is that then it focuses too much on the weight loss which is also something like there is things that i can improve on and in my social media and maybe not all make it all about how much weight they lost or on the plate but the plate represents much more than the weight that they've lost that's the weight off their shoulders the confidence that they've gained everything else on top of that the it's knowledge not, exactly and, and the relationship just, with food as well I, ho- I use that plate not as a uh, representation really of weight. Well, they can hold it and see what it's like, but I use that plate almost as a trophy because the way I see it is weight loss is a trophy worthy success because it's so difficult to do and there's so much misinformation out there that makes it even more difficult. So if I can almost give that trophy to someone, that's something they deserve and I, I, that's why I do that side of things rather than putting a before and after picture. And again, my whole coaching as you're talking about there is people would see uh, coaching as me or me pushing away business because my end goal is to have someone that can go off and die by themselves does not need me, me in touch with them all the time and that when they finish up with me they continue on to lose weight or even maintain the weight that would be the kind of best thing goal of the whole thing that's what's most important for me if someone that i was working with before um ends up putting back on the weight it does happen again weight fluctuations normal depending on the kind of stressful situations or lifestyle changes or even the pandemic most people put on weight then because it's more stress so like that's going to happen sometimes but as long as they have the correct information in there to be able to bring the weight back down, that's what's important. I don't want people consistently coming back to me as bad as that is for my business. Um, I would like it. And, and a lot of personal trainers you'll see on their pages that they post before and after pictures and in 12 weeks she lost 14, 15 pounds. A lot of the time they're on drastic diets just to get that person down 14, 15 pounds so the personal trainer can show how much they changed and therefore get more clients. But they don't really care about the person because that person well, on unsustainable diets, you know? Exactly. And that crash diet, that person's going to put back on the way. Personal trainer doesn't care anymore because the personal trainer has all their clients that they got from that post being put up all their likes that they wanted. That's not what I do. And, and that's not what's important to me. And I really wanted to kind of push that message out there with getting away from transformation pictures. Yeah, here, here. And of course, look, just to be, it's 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 not that we're, um, or it's not that I'm putting down all other personal trainers. There's so many good ones out there. It, it, it's incredible. But uh, there are so many fuckers out there as well and it's sometimes it's hard to tell who's who's doing it right and who's not you know um it's very you, easy it's very easy to enter the dark side if i must say because in my yeah. message since i have got a bit of a following on on social media with the whole fitness side of things i've had diet pill people message me i've had keto pill people message me i've had herbalife people message me i've had loads of different slimming clubs message me or yeah. or diets message me and asking me to sell products uh, at a discount code and, and earn loads of money i literally just block them straight away but yeah. it's so easy to get corrupted because people just want to make money and money and money and i get it all the time with the podcast uh Hey, Clockwork Junkie. My name is Mark, not Clockwork Junkie. <laughs> if you listen to any of my uh, content at all, you'll at least know my name. So that I haven't done. Yeah. Hey, Clockwork Junkie. We have this. Uh, if you'd sell this on your site, we'll give you 50%. Yeah. And you get a discount for all your listeners and all this, that, and the other. No, I don't use it. 
Yeah, exactly. If it was something that I liked and I thought this is cool, and if you give me 25, 50% off, and if people bought it, I may make something. Well, then, yeah, I would do it, but I'm not using it. There's no way. There's no fuck. Yeah. I get approached, I don't know why, by gambling uh, people the whole time. That's crazy. And actually, podcasts are basically gambling advertised on. I don't necessarily agree with either. Yeah. It's like gambling can be an addiction. Like, and, you know, like, the, like, I've had loads of them, but I just don't mention them. But one that I do mention is I had one from an online kind of a blackjack casino place. And they said that uh, they would give me $300 for a 30-second ad on my podcast for 10 podcasts in a row. So 3000 Jesus. And I said, wow, like I'm fucking scared. Look, I, I say it all the time. PayPal got me. I have no <laughs> job. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing 40, 50 hours. Look, we were talking off air. You know how yeah. much work I'm doing in the background trying to make this good. But... um. Like I, it, it, it was so hard to say no to that, you know? Yeah. But that, I, that, my, my morals wouldn't allow me to do it. And it's not that, oh, I'm brilliant. And it's just that I, I know people that I care about that, that gamble too much. And I don't want to be a part of, uh, like, obviously, look, if look, if I was sitting down having a pint and there was two football games on, I might do a 10 yard double, of course. But I'm not going to keep promoting a 30 second ad of people, with, you know, to um go online and gamble and this, that, and the other. And, you know, life's so hard enough as it is with mental health, with people, with the pandemic, with jobs, with the stress of it. And sometimes gambling is an outlet that you can have. And yeah. I just didn't want to be part of that. So I, I don't do that either, but you're only 23. I'm surprised you don't do it. Well done. Yeah. And even, even, even supplement companies have approached me. I've gotten two or three asking for like, give me a discount code and give me such vouchers so I can get my own supplements for free or get a certain amount off or whatever. But I turn, I go on their website. First thing I go on their website and look for is fat burners or I look on their website for thermogenic fat burners or some crap that doesn't work. If I see something that doesn't work on their website, straight away I message back, not you sell fat burners, not going near you. Yeah, I'm blocked them. That's what I do. So look, next question, same question, but instead of the biggest untruth about uh, weight loss, Fitness. So when I when I when I'm asking this question, I suppose this is the way I'm asking it. Um, I'm not talking about somebody who has done half a marathon and are in progress of training for a full marathon. I'm not talking about somebody like that. I'm talking about an average Joe Soap um, who wants to get fit for their health, as opposed to like um, they're not they're not starting to train because they're going to go into a cage and have a mixed martial arts fight, or they're not trying to. It's just essentially not even a competition. It's just look, I'm overweight. Um, I, I'm working on the food, which we'll get into more in a minute. And but I want to start working out as well. What's the worst things to do and the best okay. things to do? Kind of. I reckon the first one is the, the saying "go hard or go home." That's the first one I don't like because exercise should it should it should it be difficult? Yes, but should you? It should it be kind of hard as such? Not really. You should enjoy exercise that you do. If you don't find the form of exercise that you enjoy, um, or if you're doing an exercise that you don't enjoy or a form of exercise that you don't enjoy, you're not going to keep it up long term. So find something you enjoy, whether it be kickboxing, whether it be something as simple as walking, whether it be lifting weights. If you don't like lifting weights, you don't have to lift weights. If you don't like boxing, you don't have to box. If you don't like um, walking, you don't have to walk. Find something that you enjoy. Try out as much as you possibly can. The main one I'd say to people, like people don't see as exercise is walking. It's one of the simplest. It's free it's great for heart health it also um can spot reduce fat around the stomach so it kind of reduces visceral fat so it's excellent for that there's loads of different reasons for it so i would put walking as number one but 
number two then would be any form of exercise that you enjoy is the one that I would recommend doing. There's no exercise that makes you um, lose fat around your legs or around your hips or around your a certain area of the body. There's, there's no spot reduction in fat. It's just overall fat that your body will lose. You can't choose where to lose it from. So there is no necessarily best exercise, I would say. Yeah, I, I remember years ago, um, I was about maybe 17, 18, and this... Uh, it was an ab roller came out, you know, do like 3,000 ab rolls a day and have a six pack. And everyone got one, and me included. And it was only when I got older and started looking into it, like, that's absolutely impossible. You can't just burn fat around your stomach. Like, well, I didn't know that at the time. But I do, I, I do want to touch on that, right, that um, go hard or go home. I, I'm glad you said that because, like, even I know that doesn't work. It doesn't work. And here's how it doesn't work even for me. So if I go and train and give 100%, hard i mean really hard i'm fucked for about five days i'm sore i can't move i'm in bits if i give about 70 percent, i probably go the next day i mightn't go the third day but i go the fourth and fifth day so now i have four days training now of five or one day that i went hard which is better overall it's, it's the four or it's the yeah. four days out of five i believe yeah. Yeah, 100%. You're correct in that. And a lot of people think that, oh, I'd go 100% here, 100%. It's, it's not great for you. And even like when people say go, go hard or go home, they're generally doing something that they don't enjoy. Like I enjoy lifting weights. If I go into the gym, yeah, lifting weights is hard, but I don't necessarily see it as hard if you get me. I enjoy it. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't enjoy it. And I don't do it to a point where I don't enjoy it. So if I did say five, six days a week, I wouldn't enjoy lifting the weights. I keep, I'm a personal trainer. It's my job. I literally work at it all the time. I only train four days a week. And at that, sometimes I even only train three, depending on how I'm feeling. And would people class that as going hard? Probably not, but I don't care because it's something I can keep up, something I enjoy. And again, which uh, going back to the person, if I tell someone to go hard for six weeks and someone to do exercise they enjoy for six weeks, which person is going to keep it up longer? Yeah. And that's what you have to think about all the time is the duration of, is this long-term? Is this sustainable? Yeah, that's what we have to get into our heads. Like even me, like, like, no, you you made a very good you made a very good point earlier on, and and, and I, I I should have brought up more about it, but I didn't. Whereas like, you know, you go on a twelve week diet of restricting all of these type of foods. Let's say, for instance, you go on a no carb diet, you will lose weight and a lot of it, and you can show the before and the after. And go, wow, is one again sitting? It's brilliant. <laughs> yes, it is. We'll come back in 12 weeks time with that same person and show what they were like when they finished your program and now it'd probably be like somebody pulled the ripcord on the dinghy so yeah. it has to be over a long fucking period of time it has to be over a sustained and a sustained period of time and that's why when you say about fitness is stuff that you enjoy doing you know so like if you enjoy walking walk like it's, it's it's very very hard to do stuff that you don't enjoy doing for a long period of time and, yeah you know it's, it's a fucking nightmare do, actually like another thing to touch on the exercise that people do like if you don't enjoy the exercise or you don't enjoy any exercise, I, I promise you there's something out there you enjoy. Just try it. And again, yeah. it, whether it be lifting weights, you can lift weights and lift weights in 20 different ways. You can lift weights quickly. You can lift weights slowly and lift heavy weights. You can throw weights around the place and do circuits. With your walking, you can fast walk. You can slow walk. You can run. You can sprint. You, you'll find a way. There's loads of different ways. Just practice at all of them or, or try them all out. And maybe the first time you won't enjoy it, but then try it. I've tried everything twice and see how you like it the second time and you might start to enjoy it. And then another thing that helps is seeing progress. So like track goals, like whether it be, okay, this today I'm going to walk a kilometer when you walk a kilometer. All right, next week I'm going to try walk two and you walk two and then you're like, geez, this getting addicted now because I walked one last week and I'm able to walk two now this week. And that's how you develop that kind of love for it as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just um, and, and there's an awful lot to be said about moving the body. You know, um, like yeah. I, I, I was just telling, I, I said that on the podcast before, but we were chatting off air. Like I was injured for thirteen months, like, and like I was, I, I won't say I was bedridden. Like I could have a shower, I could sit down and record a podcast, I could get into the car and drive somewhere and then walk around, kind of. But I was in tatters, like you know. But like your body even feels sluggish and shite. And I kind of felt like I went, you know, soft and I don't know, I felt very vulnerable when I wasn't able to move. Whereas then when you start doing a bit again, as you said, even walking or whatever, case, you start building back up and getting stronger. So movement is fantastic for mental health as well. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Just fucking get out there and go for a walk. Um, and you will lose weight walking. It's not like yeah. I used to think before, not a fucking chance of walking around in a stand. You will. 100%. I know that for a fact because I'm doing it. It's 100%, yeah. you know. And even and the thing, but, I listen to books. I'm a fucking thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and it cares how, like, your work environment is home. A lot of people's work environment is home now. And so working home together is a weird one because then yeah. your, your stress levels are so high. So getting out at home and work environment to get outside and go for a simple walk is, is brilliant for your mental health. But even just to touch on something there that I was actually just thinking of as you were talking about uh, like kind of losing fat to exercise and, and losing fat with walking and stuff like that. Yeah, but try not to make losing fat the primary goal of exercise. Do as you're talking about there for your mental health. Do it for getting a little bit stronger because if you just exercise to lose fat or lose weight, that's when it becomes a negative thing and also people don't enjoy it then. So if you're just doing something just to lose fat, which actually exercises is not great when it comes to losing fat. Walking is probably the best, but it's still not great because you don't actually burn a huge amount of calories doing it. Where you burn the most amount of calories would be literally just me moving my hands around here talking. It's called non-exercise turn non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And so simply me just moving my hands here, step my foot. When I get up after this podcast, I'm going to go down to the fridge. That's burning more calories than my planned exercise session. There are a few hands of Heineken. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so it's important to remove that negative association with exercise of, I'm just doing this because I'm fat and I want to lose fat. That's not sustainable. That's something that's going to catch up with you. And that's where you don't enjoy the exercise. So change the yeah. focus as well. And it's not to say, by the way, if you're watching this podcast and you do circuit training five times a week and you work out really, really hard, and then you say, well, afterwards, then it's still burning fat later that evening. That's fair enough. We're just talking about the other 99.9% of us on the planet, just the average human being. So this podcast can't be... Like I've done podcasts before specifically talking to people about diet or specifically talking to people about powerlifting or whatever. And we focused an awful lot on that, but this is just kind of a, a, a general thing. So everything we're saying here, you could argue, oh, well, I only eat meat and I do circuit training and I lost a hundred pounds in six months. Well done. Yeah. And, t- and talking about like your man, you're saying about carnivore and, and losing weight person that they'll say like, there'll be a couple I'd say that will probably say, look, I lost fat losing no carb. It does work. Um, well, your diet works on the basis of having eating less calories than your body requires so you're in a calorie deficit no matter what diet you do if you've no carb you're eating less food therefore you're losing fat you're not losing fat because you have no carbs in your diet same with keto if you're just eating fat content and and that's it you're losing um, fat because you're eating less food you have less food to choose from same with paleo or any diet that you do out there you're losing fat because you're eating less calories than your body requires it's the basis of it it's called the law of term people would argue that's fair enough so like for instance like I knew, for example, when like I done um, the carnivore or the GI before and the carnivore, and I I did lose weight on it at the time and quick as well, and I did know that I was losing weight because I was in a calorie deficit. And the reason I was in a calorie deficit was because um, 
I was eating less calories than I was allowed for the day. And the reason I was doing that was because I wasn't as hungry when I was only eating meat and eggs yeah. and stuff like that, that I could have something big at one o'clock and sometimes I wouldn't eat until the next day because I'd be full, whether it be rashers or bacon or steak or cheese or yeah. onions or whatever it was at a time. Um, and that was fine. And, and, and it worked. And if I could do that for the rest of my life, I probably would, would have done. Yeah. But I can't because it was impossible it wasn't it goes back to the very first thing that you said at the very start is that um maintain it for as in a like a lifestyle something you enjoy doing something that you can you know all that like like i mean it was very very hard for me to do because it was foods that i missed all the time that i wanted to have and i couldn't have you know and i was longing for them and pining for them um and when when i stopped doing that i went back adding in carbs to my diet i put on loads of weight straight away like so it was yeah. a waste of fucking time, really. But if you can do that all of the time, we don't know what the long-term health benefits are 20 years doing a carnivore diet. God only knows. I know the argument is that's the way we evolved, and it is. So there might be something to it, but I just don't know yet. But, I mean, I'm not going to do it over 20 years, and neither is most other people, you know. Um, yeah. Or we're not going to train like Goggins and go out and do six marathons back-to-back and the same in the evening time. You know what I mean? <laughs> most people just don't do that. We're just normal yeah. people who go to work, we're pissed off. Some day our knee is sore. Some days we don't want to train. Some days we're supposed to train. And instead we have a few, a glass of wine or a few beers at home, wake up the next morning, feel terrible, guilty. What you spoke about as well earlier on. Oh my God, why did I do that? I feel so bad now. Look, there's no point in doing this diet. Straight up to the shop, 64 breakfast rolls and Lucas said, <laughs> and, and that's it. And it's a long spiral over a period of time. And I know because I've done all this. I've done all this so many times. So social media, we were talking about it earlier on there. Um, look, I, I think social media is so good for so many things. There's a lot of information out there and you can find, it's just it's the information of the world at your fingertips and it's good. Um, I'm trying to lose weight at the moment. Well, I'm not trying to, I, I'm losing weight at the moment. Most people know that already. I'm in the process of losing weight. Um, one of the things that has helped me the most is to not listen to all the stuff on social media because I'd be changing my diet every four or five days. Um, it's fucking toxic. Do you find that? Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, even for me, um, like, so I, I kind of be listening to a lot of nutrition podcasts, even up my own knowledge on it. And even in them, sometimes there's misinformation. And, and I can only imagine how it is for someone that has no experience of it. Even going back, like when I first started dieting, before I learned anything about nutrition, like the stuff that I was picking up was utter shite i did one meal a day was one of the worst things i ever did and i heard this on a podcast i won't mention the name but everyone probably knows the bloody podcast uh one one meal a day so i was just allowed to eat one meal a day and essentially that was the fat burning pill um that your body was only eating the one meal and like you were fitting all your calories into one meal or whatever i don't know how anyway but it essentially gave me an eating disorder binge eating disorder after for a little while where i literally could not feel full no matter how much food i ate and that was me um not knowing any any information about it so even me now where i do know information i still get lost in some shite in there and in different high level nutrition podcasts and stuff there's still misinformation out there so hard like one of the things that um one meal a day a lot of people know it as omad and yep. there's a lot of emphasis on that now and I, I i i've done that before and i've lost weight on that as well but it was just it was so hard yeah i did it for i think a month i lost in around five four or five kilos somewhere like that after the month i think i ended up going on holidays or something and i came back 
But I noticed when I came back and I was, I was eating my food or whatever, I just could not get full no matter what I did. It's just because I had starved my body so much. And so many people have this from doing different diets, whether it be no carb or, or whatever, come out of the other end of it, not ever feeling full off the food that you're eating. And it's a form of disorder, so it would be called binge eating disorder. Yeah. The OMAD fucked me up because yeah. I, I was doing my dieting well before that. And I was doing good for a period of time. And I said, I'll up it now and do the OMAD. And it was hard and I knew the reason to do it was that I would be in a huge calorie deficit because even for a big sow like me who has a big appetite, it's impossible to eat you yeah. know, 20, 2,500 calories in one meal. For me anyways, you know, not the foods that yeah. I would like. But And the benefit to me wasn't losing weight because I was losing some weight at the time. Anyways, the benefit was that my body and its functions and digestive system wasn't only working on trying to digest food it was given time to build cells to help my body to replenish my skin my hair everything you know what i mean that's that that's what i think gets a lot of people into the oma thing whereby your your body's only you're eating once a day so you're only digesting if you like for a period of time once a day instead of all of the time you know scientific research would would call bullshit on a lot of that stuff would it? too quite funny yes 99 percent of it there is loads of studies done on on one huge meal within a day and most of them positives are, are false again science scientific research is a tough one because some science is done on rats the science that you want to be looking at if you're ever looking up stuff you can look it up in google scholar whatever you want to find out and there will be studies up there is either from a meta-analysis but also make sure that it's on humans whatever you're looking at even if it's as simple as you google something go down and check if they did the studies on rats or on humans and, and that's yeah. important are completely different it's called um autophagy and they as you know they do it in rats like you know and like they like you know rats have got rid of cancerous cells over the period of time because every cell in the body now is working towards healing itself and replenishing all the good parts and but like again i heard a top rated scientist on talking about from china and he said oh yeah autophagy does work and it does do it but he said like you'd need live to be about two million to see the effects you know because (laughs) It just doesn't, it, it, it's so minute, it's unbelievable. But people are doing it all the time. I'm going to fast. I'm not going to eat at all for a day, for two days. And then the, the argument, that, like I'm, I don't like that and I don't agree with it. And I know you don't, but I have to always play devil's advocate because there's no point in you saying something and me going, yeah, I'm moving yeah. on. So the, the, the devil's advocate part of that is like when we were evolving, we weren't eating three times a day. We were eating once. A day if, if once every two days or like we'd be like whenever we catch a boar or whatever the case may be or we could pick berries or stuff like that and that's how we evolved and like the, the that's what the body is used to and it's not used to three meals a day um that was only started a couple of years ago to make people be able to work at certain times when they were slaves and all that but anyways look i'm not getting into that but i got it it's only recently that we're eating three meals a day with two snacks that was never the case you know and I understand why people say we have to fast, we have to eat one meal a day, we shouldn't be eating three meals a day, and it, it, it sounds right. But that even still to this day confuses me. Now, I have to say, I do eat two or three meals a day anyways, and I am losing weight. But what do you think of that? Like, is, is, is evolution, evolution side of it like? Evolution is a funny thing, because it is that. Evolution, we've gotten better as we go along. It's the same as back in the day, our cars were crap, now our cars are better. It's the same as back in the day when we were living in caves. We didn't have toilet roll to wipe our arse. We used bloody bushes and things out there. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's any better that we did it before. So the fact that before 
like humans were very would have been very active as well also so there's a lot of inactivity in humans at the moment that would 100%. be the worst side of it regarding the meals a day i don't think so there's there's loads of studies and actually our bodies cope better with digestion wise when we have separate meals because protein synthesis so our breakdown of protein and kind of um increasing or or, or building our muscle mass or whatever our body will struggle to digest at 30 grams of protein in a singular meal so that's why we spread it out over certain amount of meals whether it be five or six um it better digests and same with our vitamins and minerals and they absorb better when we have them in separate different portions of meals so it's actually better what we're doing now i would say than um, previously and again have i looked up scientific research to back that up right now no but i probably could and I might fire them across to you if I do look them up because it is something interesting. What the, back. What, what, the, what the point is, do fire them across if you find them, I'll put them in the description. But what the, the point is, is that like all of those things are very extreme. You know, like you see people on saying, well, what do you eat? Well, I only eat meat and fruit. And say, and are you losing weight and do you feel healthy? Yes. Um, my ulcer is cleared up. Everything is fine. But it's just so hard to do that. So, I suppose I, I I'm not dishing everything else. I'm just saying that um yeah. there, the everyone, ha- person. everyone has an opinion, but I'd always rely on, on the science behind it. absolutely everything. Always make sure you're best. And yeah, sometimes so. sometimes I even get stuff wrong. Like I posted a video there last week or two weeks ago talking about PCOS and um PCOS and weight loss and how it's more difficult for women to lose weight if they have PCOS and that it can reduce their metabolism. I was actually wrong in that point. Women's metabolism isn't that much different if they actually have PCOS. I think it's, it can be 100 calories lower or whatever, which isn't a huge amount. It's like a chicken filler. And I was wrong in that. And again, based on my opinion of the most recent science, now I know I'm wrong. It's okay to be wrong sometimes too. Yeah. Did, did you ever see that um, show um, with Stephen Fry called QI? No, <laughs> so it's a it's an intellectual show where the it's a quiz show, but it's funny. Like there's comedians on it, but it's yeah. the, the, it, it's a very very clever show. It's QI and then QI XL, but they had done a thing. Um, I think I don't know. They might have had like seven hundred shows out, and like this is all like information from like boffins and professionals and all the latest science research, and they're asking questions. But apparently, like. 45% or something like that of every bit of information that they gave on the show was wrong. But it was right at the time. So yeah. it has changed. And nutrition and, and health and fitness seems to me to be one of the fastest moving industries in the world. Because sure. every hooking, well, it, it's, it seems every six months there's a new diet that's better than every other diet that ever existed. There's a new way of training. Don't do this. Do this new uh, ketotonic training where you use your own body and it's so hard to keep up to date with it, you know, but that's what I, I like when, again, with your Instagram where like, it's like, you could just, you know, fuck, like, I'm not sure what to do. Just look in for two or three minutes, do this, try this, this works, that works. That's good. You know, it's good to have yeah. some kind of, I don't know, what's it like? It's like the angel and devil on the shoulder, you know? One that is quite out there recently is, do you know, aspartame and Coke and Diet Cokes and stuff like that, or diet drinks, right? That's a big one. And if you Mm. look at the scientific literature from 1997, 1996, whenever it was, it's all based on rats and and mice and stuff like that. And they were essentially giving them a can of Coke Zero. But a can of Coke Zero to a a rat is like two litres of Coke Zero to us. So obviously over-consuming that much caused them to have negative effects. But now when they actually did the scientific research on humans, they quantified it as you would have to drink four litres of Diet Coke 
per day for up to a month to have any negative side effects of um, having a diet drink, any with insulin spikes, um, cancer, anything like that. None of that has been linked to it. That sounds like a challenge. It's, a, it's, funny, <laughs> it's addictive stuff. Yeah, well, that's like, you know, like um, people say like, uh, oh, well, don't drink normal Coke, drink Diet Coke. And then you'd have someone in the corner that, well, Diet Coke is just as bad for you. It doesn't have the sugars, fair enough, but like if, you know, it might destroy your insides and your stomach and this, that and the other. But you're saying now that it's it's definitive, it, it doesn't. Well, Barry, you have a big bucket of it every day. Yeah, exactly. And same if you have a big bucket of water every day. But look, you'll get dehydrated and you'll die. Yeah. Okay. So if you you over, if you dehydrated drink, if you have too much water. Yeah, so if you drink too much water, no, you will you will flush out your vitamins, minerals, and oh, yeah, of course. Water your body yeah. and you actually get dehydrated and die. So yeah. people die from overhydration. So like drinking too much water, you can die also. So people that say, like I'm not saying having a Coke Zero is better than having a glass of water. If I was to tell a person if they want to be more healthy, they'll drink a glass of water. But there's nothing wrong with drinking a Coke Zero as well. It's not unhealthy, it's not bad, it's not unhealthy for you. Sometimes uh, I I drink Coke Zero. Sometimes I my favorite drink is um, sparkling water. I I think I actually think I'm addicted to it. Like, and it's I freezing cold out of the fridge. I absolutely love it. Like I wish I could marry you. <laughs> it tastes like the the static on the TV. That's what I do. <laughs> Don't like it either. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, you're afraid of nice stuff. But uh, <laughs> come here, listen. Look, this is something I want to talk about here, and it's so important. And this is like um, and I'm going through this at the moment myself, so I know how important it is. Uh, weight loss and the scales. So I, I, I want to talk about, look, I'm in a process of losing weight now. Every time I stand on the scales, it's not that I'm losing weight the whole time. Over the long period of time, I'm losing weight slowly. But I've often stood on the scales where I've been up some pounds and I might have had two weeks that were fantastic. You know? Um, maybe in the past, and I'm not going to lie, I would have said, oh, fuck this, and, and give up. Um but it's, it's, as you said, it's a lifestyle that I'm doing now and I'm enjoying. So I'm going to be doing it anyways for until I die, you know, so yeah. it doesn't matter. But I know over a period of time that I'm going to lose weight. But is it, just to put me right on it, is it that the body, the human body fluctuates? Any, like, I know like that if some people weigh themselves three days later, oh, I'm down half a pound. Three days later, I'm down a pound. Then three days later, you have nine days done and you're back up a pound. So it's as was. So then they yeah. think, oh, I'm not losing weight. This training isn't working. That's bollocks, isn't it? Like, yeah. if, 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 if you do it for 900 days, you'll be any weight you want to be. Yeah. So people get caught up in, say, week-to-week fluctuations. And especially for women, I would re- not recommend, like, week-to-week um, comparisons of your weight. You want to kind of, if you're a woman, woman especially, you want to focus on month-to-month because the weeks in your cycle are completely different. Um, so, like, your first week. Uh, I want to uh, talk about that as well in a minute. It's a fucking pet peeve one. Yeah, so... We'll, we'll talk about that anyway in a second, but women should probably make way month to month. So the first week of April should be compared with the first week of uh, March and, and so on. And for lads, like for everyone pretty much anyways, day-to-day fluctuations of your weight is normal. Salt, so if you eat extra salt the day before, your body holds on to water. If you eat extra carbohydrates the day before, your body will hold on to extra water. If you drink more water than usual and you step on the scales, it's going to be higher. If your scales is in a different position, in the room or in the house it might be on a wonky floorboard you'll weigh in either heavier a little bit lighter and whether you go to the toilet before a step on the scales it can change there's loads of different reasons as to why it changed and the whole thing about i I think the scales fluctuating is, is one part of it but then the scales coming down and not appreciating how much 
weight they've actually lost. So like you might step on the scales and say, Jesus, I'm half a pound down, right? And then you're disappointed with half a pound, which is actually great weight loss. And I'll actually, this is why I want to bring this up as well. So you're saying half a pound of weight loss is bad. And then people are stepping on the scales and say a pound is bad. Right? This is about a pound of fat, right? Replica of what a pound of fat looks like. This is five. So you can imagine losing five pounds, how difficult that is on your body to lose. So next time you say to yourself that I'm only down a pound, right? Imagine that as that. And I guarantee you, you'll see it differently. Yeah, that's, but that's then to a, the- It's a good visual representation, you know, but like, obviously you're the pro, like, but for me, I, I would say to people, please don't worry if you're in, if you're going, if you're losing weight or, and if you find that you've put up some weight one week, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to do it all of the time. It's even like, even a fighter training for a UFC fight for uh, the, 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 the world championship and they're away the whole time. I, I, I watched them training. I watched the behind the scenes, then better programs. They've often put up three pounds in two days and they've done everything right with the best nutritionists and trainers around them. And they have to go in and to the sauna and try to get rid of it. And, but over a long period of time, like five, six, seven, eight months, you cannot put up weight if you stick to you know, the right things, the right calories and, and you know, the yeah. right foods and a little bit of what you fancy and a small bit of exercise. It's impossible to put up weight and you will lose weight. But just don't be so hard on yourself. Please, 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 please. There's been times, like I started on the 1st of October. Uh, I'm 45 pounds down, whatever it is, about five months. Or first, no, first no, November, sorry. It's not even five months. Um, I'm 45 pounds down and lo- I, I weigh myself every two weeks. Uh, and loads of times I've been up weight. Can you imagine that? Like, like one time I lost three pounds in the two weeks. And the next time I weighed myself, I was up two pounds. So that was, I only lost one pound in a month. Yeah. That was the first month. I was distraught. I says, oh my God, this is absolutely unbelievable. I said, I'm after doing everything so well. I, I'm walking and doing my bits and bobs. Um, but I said, look, keep doing it. You didn't get overweight in a month. It took you years. So just keep doing it and enjoy yourself and, and enjoy yeah. what you're doing. And and I did it and it's fallen off over time. Um, it, it's a huge thing. Please don't give up. That's one of the big things. It's so fucking hard, like, you know, watching a podcast and the, the two boys are chatting, but just don't give up. Just keep doing it because I know it's horrible to be overweight. Um, you know, as well, when you're younger, it's a fucking nightmare. Like, you don't want to be doing it. You can't get anything to fit you. Like, no matter what you look like, you're like a, you know, you, you yeah, you haven't been out in two weeks and you want to meet up with your friends and you go to the fucking mirror and you put on your clothes and you look like a fucking egg with a fucking two arms and a legs and a head and you go, oh, what's the point in even being alive? You know, don't worry. Over time, it'll be fine. I promise. Just keep doing the right things. But one thing I want to talk about is sisters, girls, please listen. Listen to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, men don't like you being really, really skinny. Or other girls don't like you. Everyone likes a bit of meat on the bones. That's 100% fact. Please stop killing yourselves over your weight all of the time. Thank you for saying girls should weigh themselves every month. I recently, in the last period of time, have been at a club that's there for losing weight. I won't mention the club. And people there had put up weight because they had their periods. And that's fine. You didn't do bad that week. And just and every time you have your period, you put up with it. I have three sisters. I fucking know this since I was knee high to a grasshopper because they're always giving out about it. It happens to every person in the whole world. Please stop. Like lads are very, very hard on ourselves. We are like, I'm hard on myself. Perhaps not as much now, 
but girls are 10 times harder, I find, on themselves. I think everyone should give themselves a break and, uh, you know, plus to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say this without cursing. <laughs> very hard because it really, really pisses me off is that um, just take your time. If you put up some weight in your weight loss journey, that's okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing it all of the time. And eventually, brick by brick, you keep chipping away and you'll get there. Yeah, that's all I'm and, trying to say, I suppose. And even, so I, even, I, I, I want to say it a different way. But <laughs> I, I, it, it, YouTube won't put it out, you know. Yeah, if you, like if you see it this way, it's like imagine you on your first podcast that you did, and your second podcast, and your second podcast maybe got fifty views. If you gave up then, you wouldn't be where you are now. If I gave up when I had two followers on Instagram, I wouldn't be where I am now. So it's about like the only time you ever fail at doing something is when you completely give up. Okay, so working on being kind to yourself. And even if you do have a really bad week where you have seven days and a takeaway every single day and um, you have sweets for breakfast every single day and like everything ends up really bad for you an entire week or, or kind of overconsume one of your calories or whatever, it does not mean it's the end of the world. Just get back on, continue doing what you're doing. If the weight's up, so what? You enjoyed the food, continue on. The only time you ever fail is when you completely give up. And that's so kind of important to tell i'm glad that that's one of the things that you brought up and your experience in because you're currently going through weight loss mm -hmm. is brilliant and, and people should listen to that as well because it's important to listen to someone who is currently going through it and has gone through it because you're you have all that information there in your head and you're trying to process it and you you're you'd be very good at simplifying things for people as well more so than even i would because when i'm thinking about my weight loss i have to think back here and sometimes i just don't remember what i was confused about or what was annoying me and even these questions that you're bringing up here is that i'm, I'm thinking in my head like jesus i would have asked them questions myself um before and I, I haven't even put them across on my page because i haven't got the chance to think about it and the thing about weighing on on the scales i think women get caught up a lot in the scales and, and as you're saying there about how they look and they're, they're very difficult on themselves a lot of that comes from social media a lot of that comes from magazines and and, and okay, news and like, you know actually watching it physically hurts my heart to see it like people i know people you know i know you know people and we all know people girl doing her best trying to lose a few pounds and um, she wants to look nicer but in her mind she wants to be healthier and she's working away and doing her things and you know, then like, oh, she might be up two pounds after a good week. And I think it's something that you mentioned on your Instagram as well, is that like, we should be supporting people who are trying to lose weight, not not kind of putting them down, you know, always give them support. Um, But just something as well that you said is that like, like I'm on the journey at the moment, right, trying to lose a bit. And I call it a journey. It's not a fucking journey. A journey is Christopher Columbus. I'm only trying to lose a bit of weight. But I, uh, I should be a poster boy for it because I was out, for 13 months before I start training with a bad back. I, I, I couldn't move and I'm, everyone is probably sick to their tits of me talking about on the podcast, but I couldn't do anything. So when I started working out again, I didn't start jogging and let's do a bit of weight. I couldn't do anything. When I start working out, I walked about 150 meters and I came back and I was fucked after that because my back was just getting okay. I went to the pool and start walking up and down. I done it six days a week for about 12 weeks. That's all I was doing up and down to make sure I was strengthening the back. And so, I had to be fucking uber patient, you know? I had to be yeah. so patient all the time. I had to take my time. There was often times there where I'd go to the pool like six days one week, six days the next week, eat like a fucking champion for two weeks, stand on the scales like down a half a pound. And I swear to God, I wanted to fucking, fucking break my neck and just fall to the ground there. What's the point of being alive, you know? I was thinking, but I said, no, listen, look, stick at it, stick at it. Now 
my exercises now that I do is, and this is the truth, I don't, I walk. Well, you, you mentioned it earlier, I'm glad that you did. I walk. Um, I've found a video on, uh, well, a video, there's thousands of them on YouTube with yoga. And I do that. There's one for stretching. I do that. And then there I have, um, I, I, I do a small bit of, I done a small bit of martial arts in my time at different clubs and all that. So I've loads of, I've, it's, it's, it's like a mongrel of martial arts that I've learned <laughs> out of, but I've, I've t- kind of learned my own drills from them and I practice them at my own pace at about 70% for as long as I can. And then I stop. That's all I'm doing. Nothing else whatsoever at all. I've 45 pounds gone in nearly five months. Um, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, and when I started, I I I thought I'd I'd be I'd look like Ryan Gosling now after five (laughs) months, but it's going to take such it's going to take such a long time, and I'm happy enough with that, you know. I'm I'm happy enough. It's going to take time, and I'm enjoying it. Good, and and the whole thing about like the women focusing on on the negative aspects of of their image and stuff like that, and not seeing themselves. Like, do you remember? Like, I would remember when I was younger, going into Easton's and tearing out a page of the magazine and, and tearing the cheat codes out but I'd be flicking through the magazines or whatever and you'd see a picture of celebrities and their stomach could be hanging down or they'd be on the beach and they'd be looking a little bit heavier than they did before and the magazines would be shouting out look how bad she looked here on the beach look at her body here and that's where that has stemmed from and, and people that mad. people that looked similar to her would have been judging themselves off that and, and that comes to the kind of slimming clubs and everything like that as well they're, they're such toxic environments and the way you are doing it now is perfect. You're not being hard on yourself. The weight is, isn't down, or if it goes up, you're not hard on yourself. You just continue on, and you're going to have weeks. You might have a week where you put up three, four pounds, and it's normal. So, Cheltenham is on next week, the racing festival. Um, I go for, it's on for four days. I go for, since I was about 17, I go for a few pints for that the whole time. I am will be disappointed if I don't put up seven pounds next week. because It's, <laughs> it's, it's my time to enjoy myself. Exactly. And I will have pints twice, guaranteed. And both times it'll be six or seven pints. I can't drink any more. I'm so embarrassed. I can't drink any more than that because I'm just a lightweight. When I was younger, (laughs) when I was your age, man, Jesus, I tell you what, I could go into the club and start having cocktails and everything. I'd go drinking the next day. No, I just start crying after about half ten. But um, no, uh, I'd be having pints twice, 100%. And I won't even stand on the scales. And the way I do it in my head is, is, okay, when all of that is finished, two weeks after that, I'll stand on the scale. So I'll do everything right for two weeks again and stand on the scales. And yeah. I expect to be what I was before all that started because I completely debased myself for two days and then I do good for two weeks, you know. But I'm in, not in a rush. And you mentioned something earlier as well that I agree with. And I was glad you said it. Obviously, I want to lose weight. I'm fat and I know I am. But my main goal this time is different than my goal at every other time that I, I like... It was, I always just did it to lose weight and to look better and feel that, that I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. I honestly can't emphasize that enough. I'm doing it because I don't want to die. I, I want to be healthier. I want to be, I don't want my, my back to be sore again from inactivity. I want to be, my body to be uh, in use and constantly functioning, doing stuff. And and I'm feeling better because of it. That's the reason I'm doing it. And I'm trying to eat well of the stuff that, that I know that's good for me, maybe 80, 90% of the time. And because I'm doing all that, I'm starting to lose weight. If yeah. I was my ideal weight now, I wouldn't stop doing that. I'm doing it for a different reason. I'm doing it because I want to be, I, I, I want to live and enjoy life. Yeah. You know? That's it. And that's so important. And actually the people that I have kind of had the most success with regards to losing weight and stuff, have had them exact same reasons as well. I want to be alive. I want to be able to go out and exercise with my kids. I want to um, 
be a little bit fitter to be able to walk down the road and push the buggy along like they're they're important things they're important goals now and and the whole thing about being fat like there's such a negative association with with being fat right people don't get fat because they're necessarily lazy right that doesn't people call fat people lazy all the time that's not necessarily true right might be true in one in a million cases or whatever one in a hundred thousand cases people get fat from loads of different reasons and they're social they can be bio, related to the biology of the person, their genetics. It can be related to uh, mental health and their psychological well-being and, and different things like that. It's all related. So when you call someone uh, fat and you're saying they're lazy, you're lazy, you're fat, just get out and do walk. There's a lot more to it than that. People 100%. use food as a coping mechanism um, for stresses, for if they lost their job or... Um, Different, different stresses that come into life. And that's when people put on the weight. They're using food as a coping mechanism. The same as people use drugs, the same as people use alcohol. A lot of people use food and that's where they put on the weight. Yeah, put, putting on weight doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean no. that you're not a, a good, valid member of society. It doesn't mean any of those things at all. It just means you ate a bit too much. Big fucking wow. That's it. Like, like back only 200 years ago, being really, really fat was a sign of wealth and fertility and sexiness. Jeez, I, I would have killed it back then, man. I was born in the wrong era, man. I would have been a fucking king of whatever it was. Um, yeah, you know, look, I would, my advice on the whole thing is just, you know, for me is that I'm doing it, just keep doing it, don't stop. And when you fuck up, go back down again the next day. That's it, you know. Um, I have uh, a scenario for you. And this answer can be in short or as long as you want. Um Say me and you were dating, right? I want to mess right. So the, <laughs> the scenario is man or woman, doesn't matter a shit. I, I don't care what age, I don't care what they work, whether they have 19 kids or no kids, it's absolutely irrelevant. They want to lose two stone, which is 28 pounds, and they want to do it over six months. Now I know other people are saying, Oh my god, I need to lose 22 stone. I'm just saying on average, two stone over 20 over or, over six months. And obviously they to come to you, you tell them all the right things to do. So we, we, we can't do that now because I'm just talking in general. What, what does the next six months look like for someone that wants to, like what would you be telling them to do? What's the best things to do? What's things to avoid? What's pitfalls to look out for and stuff like that? First thing I'd say is remove the weight goal altogether. Now, I know you want to lose weight and that, that's the end goal of it all, but having that goal put so much pressure on you being down a pound next week, being down a pound the week after being down a pound, remove that altogether. Remove the timeline on it as well because you, it's very hard to tell. As you were talking about there, UFC fighters, they come into a fight. Sometimes they have a date and they're paid millions of euros to weigh a certain weight at a certain time. They still come overweight sometimes. Sometimes they weigh in three pounds over and they're paid hundreds of thousands to go and step there in the cage. So remove that altogether would be my first step. Second would be like, instead of removing things, so instead of saying to yourself, okay, I'm not going to allow myself to have chocolate. I'm not going to allow myself to have crisps. Add in things. I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to get three walks in this week. And keep it simple. Don't overbear yourself. Don't have seven different things you want to do. So I'm going to get out and walk three times and that's it. I don't want to walk seven days a week because that's going to burn myself out. Um, I'm going to try and drink two litres of water a day. And maybe two litres is too much for you. Try a litre then. And start small with everything and slowly build it up. So instead of removing things, add things in. Secondly, I would say, get 
get a little bit of um, education or nutrition or, or learn a little bit more about and how you can do that is by just simply tracking your calories. You can use my fitness pal. You can use any of that. You can find out how many calories you need online. Just look up Omni calculator um, or calculate how many calories do I need on Google? And I'm sure you'll find it. There's videos on my page. If you don't know how to anyways, I'll come up there, find out how many calories you need and try and just track your food and see how many calories you're just eating on a daily basis. And you'll find little things that you might be overeating on, whether it be you're including too many oils in your food and that's giving you too many calories whether it be something as simple as your portion control you'll get better at all of that and if you don't want to go down the route of counting calories well then how about you start with three meals and two snacks and keep it at that and then if you're not losing weight at that remove one of the snacks and just simple things like adding in things um and, and keeping it simple or just trying to learn a little bit more about the way you eat and and how much nutrition um your body requires is completely different to everyone else and avoid the pitfalls of needing a meal plan you don't need a meal plan to lose weight because if I write you up a meal plan, it's going to be on the back of what I like, not what you like. And you're not going to be sick to that. Same thing. don't learn anything anyways. Exactly. It's like, as I said, going into an exam with the answer sheet in front of you. You'll write down all the answers correct and you'll be doing well in your diet or whatever following the meal plan. But once you don't have that meal plan anymore or once you leave the exam, what are you? What are you? You're nothing. You haven't it online. We'll give you the right foods for you and you get it for six months and you do lose weight and then you stop paying that company. Now what do you do? You haven't a clue how much calories you were eating, what the nutrition was. You've learned fucking nothing whatsoever. Exactly. And always picture the long term. If it's not going to last long term, don't do it. If you can't cut out uh, bread long term, don't do it. If it's not going to last the rest of your lifetime, don't do it. That's one of the best pieces of advice I'd say you can take. If you think you can't keep it up for much longer, then don't do it. Same goes for calorie count. Some people cut their calories down too low. If you're on too low calories and you're eating very little, but you lose weight very quickly. If you can't keep that calorie up, number down for that period for a longer period of time for the rest of your life then it's not the calorie number for you you need to be eating a little bit more um so that's how i, I would base things off and like the pitfalls as i mentioned the meal plans slimming clubs i would avoid as much as bloody possible they're such a toxic place and like generally the people that are working in the slimming clubs don't actually have any nutrition qualifications whatsoever um what, what they are is they're a person that would have been working in the club um or, or done the club before and lost a little bit of weight and now they're the manager of the club essentially they have no no nutrition guidance at all um and just i just suppose with information online that you might be seeing like the ways to validate that like that's a difficult thing space to go um about as you're talking about like it's hard to know what's right and what's what's wrong if you want to find out that i suppose check out my page um but it's very hard to determine what's what's fully shite and what's not and, and that's another difficult part yeah. but just keep on what you're doing but i i know you smile there as in like, like glorious self-promotion but no like i i would say that as well that's like there's no value in me of putting people wrong you know and i have the links to your pod the, the links to your podcast the the links to your all your pages and just well, instagram and that and facebook whatever they're, they're in the description go and have a look but um so okay you get that information that sounds fine be patient with yourself eat the right foods uh do a small bit of training you don't have to you know basically what you're saying there is you don't have to go on a, a, any mad diets you don't have to kill yourself you don't have to and, and you know and you're right and and there, there's not enough people in the fitness world saying that and it drives me fucking mad but then okay you have to give them that advice you're saying it to me and i said to you well, like, I want to drink beer during the six months. I want to drink beer once every fortnight. Is that okay? Or, or, or would you recommend me not to do that? Yeah, 100%. Because if you don't have that beer eh, every two weeks or whatever way you like to drink it, or say in, in moderation, right. happen, you're going to have one, you're going to have one, uh, say, a day where you just kind of binge drink on the whole bloody thing because you missed out on it for so long. And it's not something like, if I tell you, right, cut out the beer altogether, how long are you going to last, Mark, without the beer that you have there? And when you do start drinking, then you'll be 
you'll be going mad altogether. <laughs> one of the reasons that I, one of the reasons that um, I'm doing okay this time is because I've been decided to be very easy on myself. Mm. Too. And I can give you a perfect example, which might make a show of myself now, but I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm sure loads of people are like this. So you're you're on a diet, you're doing well. You're, you know, I, I wouldn't even mind, like, I don't even call it a diet now. It's just my normal days. It's not a diet. I eat everything I want, but I just don't go mad. But when I used to call it, I'm on a diet. And I'd have my calories and all that. And, like, there might be something, I like, can't even think, pizza, I use as an example. So I am absolutely mad for pizza. Right. And I know that I've already eaten too much probably yesterday and today as well. And I didn't go training either of the days because I was fucking lazy. So please don't get a pizza tonight. You know what I mean? Okay, I won't. Instead, what I do is I'll make some toast and tea. Okay. Bread is bread. Okay, you shouldn't have that. But at least, look, it's not a pizza. So you make two slices of toast and a cup of tea. Doesn't uh, satiate you enough. So I'll, I'll have a bowl of cereal. Oh, look, I'll have two fig rolls and a Kit Kat and a cup of tea. And then an hour later, you get the pizza anyways. So this is what this is the problem that I would have. Uh, so now I, when I when I just can't do it, I just I, okay, I'm, I'm getting a pizza. That's it. Now yes. it, it mightn't happen again for 25 days. But and I, you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's not that I'm going mad. And people say, well, that never happened to me. We don't realize how much food controls our life. I can be perfect for food for a long time, and so can most people. You're a trainer, you know your stuff. I guarantee you, you're like this, right? You're doing brilliant for ages. And then all of a sudden, you eat one bad thing, a little rollo, a small little mini rollo. And then it's like a fucking vampire that has just got a small taste of blood. You go around, you eat women and children and, and, and a whole lot, dogs, animals, you eat everything. So I think a little of what you fancy is okay. Um, 100%. That is one of the most important points of this podcast that was just put across right there. That one that you just had there, it's so important. That thing of satiation it's the same like people come to me all the time it's like oh i just won't have the pizza or whatever and then um they'll end up just eating loads of other things to try and get and then at the end they're like all right i'll just get the pizza you just got the pizza at the beginning I've done that over 200 times in my life that's so important and that's something that i have never really even thought of putting out there to someone or even making a video on my page about and, and you coming across it that there is, is so important for other people to I, I can listen I'm Mark McCormack. I'm cool. I'm relaxed. I just got over depression a couple of years ago. I'm really, really strong in my mind. And nobody's perfect. Nobody's beyond temptation. You know, it's like uh, I can resist everything by temptation, you know. But yeah. um, it's like, uh, and, and, and we all do it. Like, you know, like why would anyone in the world be fat? Like, it's not that, well, we need to educate people. Most people know that a Mars bar is shite. You know, most people know that if you have, for instance, rice and chicken and vegetables that uh, are two Mars bars. I'm not saying any bar. Um, there might be the same calories in the in the two of them, depending on portions. But like you'd be much more fuller for ages with the proper dinner, like, and you'll have loads of you'll have carbs and protein and blah blah blah. And everybody knows that, and everybody knows that bear is bad for you. Everybody knows that a, a packet of crisps is you know an apple is much better. But crisps, the crisps are so nice. I That's think it keeps it like too much too much so too much beer is bad yeah, too much like that's the important part there like your 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 bag crisps at in the evening time with a cup of tea one bag crisp it's not going to kill you it's not bad mm. and it goes back to that everything over consuming anything can kill you um and alcohol is actually a weird one alcohol alcohol is a weird one alcohol is one that um you watch know what you say about alcohol here but... <laughs> there's research <laughs> being done tried very fucking carefully <laughs> <laughs> alcohol is a weird one because there's so much to it so like there's carbohydrates 
uh, proteins and fats and there's the they're the three macronutrients and they're digested but then there's alcohol is completely separate to them for so with alcohol if you have alcohol in your system your body will first go to digest the alcohol over anything else so there is good bit of research doing uh, going into kind of fat loss and drinking lots of alcohol but again it's lots of alcohol it's not in moderation as you're talking about there every two weeks then that's fine and it's something that's going to keep you going so it's not all bad i know myself like just that you know like um like I drink too much alcohol now for like not I I I have about six or seven pints a week, so that's too much alcohol, I think because if yeah. my body weight was what I wanted it to be and I felt I was at a me not anyone else if I felt I was at a, a healthy body weight and I could maintain it and do that I'd be fine. I know that that isn't helping me uh, to do what I want to do or it it's slowing me down. But I'm still doing it anyways, because if, if I didn't do it for five or six months, then it'll be all hell of break loose. I'd be replacing it with something else. I'd be, you know what I mean? I know that I can do what I'm doing now. If I live to be for another 45 years, I'd be able to do it, you know, maybe even yeah. better because um, the one thing that we didn't mention about working out and about fitness is that like if you start walking and you get a little bit better walking and you start doing all of a sudden you start getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So you're getting more from your workouts all the time. You're yeah. going faster and longer, which is something that. When my back was sore, I never thought I'd see again. I thought I was fucked, like I thought I was a goner, like my back was in absolute tatters. Here's a man that it's, it's his job. Go on his Instagram page, see all the people that are involved with him, see all the people that lose weight. He's saying, Don't do any stupid diets, don't go around killing yourself. Do you know? Yeah. Here's a man that lost weight eating McDonald's for ages, just to prove <laughs> a point. Um, you were so I, I seen a couple of things on Facebook when that came out. You were so misrepresented, it was embarrassing. It was like people watched 10 second clip and went, well, you shouldn't be eating McDonald's, it's bad for you. Yeah, it is. He's not saying it's good for you. Or he's not saying it's bad for you. He's saying that, oh, I'm, I'm not going into the whole thing. You know what you're saying. I know what you're yeah. saying. Go to his Instagram page and check it out if you want to look at it. It's too long to talk about. But, but yeah, even even with the radio shows and stuff that I was on, I was unhappy with a lot of the questions that I was even asked because they all missed the point of the whole show. So I was actually on, I won't mention the radio show, a pretty big one that would do a lot of debates and stuff like that um, in, in Ireland. And what the question they asked me was like, What's your favorite food from McDonald's? What what type of food do you recommend people eat? What's your that's not the whole point of the British Challenge. If I wanted to do that, I'd be working at McDonald's telling people what I like. The important thing to get across to people is that it's okay to have McDonald's. You're not the worst person in the world. You're not gonna die tomorrow. You're not gonna get cancer if you eat it. And people saying about all the chemicals and all that. Look up the chemical makeup of a blueberry. Look up the chemical makeup of a, of a banana and then come back to talk to me about chemicals in, in foods. Then, then you'll know all about it. So just saying that something has chemicals in it and you can't pronounce it isn't a good enough reason for a food to be bad. And again, the chemicals that are in our foods would not be in the food if they were going to cause cancer or going to cause anything like that. They would not be allowed in there. There's the FDA there in America that kind of does all that. And again, they have gone back in the words as you said, sometimes science advances and they, they catch yeah. other things. And that's happening all the time. My textbooks from college that I would have done only three years ago in the bin because a lot of the stuff that's in it isn't isn't great. That's one of the things that to say that if you're a doctor, that 50% of what you know changes every five years. So you can't become a doctor and not re-study or re-educate yourself because then you're not a doctor after 10 years. Everything has changed nearly. And Yeah, and that's... Part of the nutrition thing, I'm always working and always trying to learn, always doing little courses here and there, always looking up new scientific literature. Every one of them videos that I put up, although it's only 20 seconds long, 
There's a lot of research that goes in behind them videos. Could be a half an hour, an hour. Same as your podcast there. The podcast might only be an hour, but there's six or seven hours that go in behind the editing the podcast and then putting the clips together. And, and it's the same with my videos. Is, although it might look simple, it's not simple. I, I do a lot of research around it. Yeah, you can't just say r- random stuff, like, you know. Exactly. And people take my youth. Sometimes this, this is what's been getting to me recently as well. People, even in that McDonald's challenge, take my youth, so being 23, as something that I'm not knowledgeable about a lot of people's lives and food because I'm only around 23 years. Like, first of all, I've been through weight loss. I've lost weight myself. I was 120 kilos. I went through years and years of bullying in school from primary school to secondary school, up and up until college, really, um, where I lost the weight. I learned about nutrition for four years. Um, even now, like doing my business, I've, I've been studying for three years. I set up the business when I was 20 and I'm consistently working on it. And people are talking about not having enough experience to speak. And, and, and a lot of them things was, sure, I'm 50. How does that 23 year old? 23 year old know how to lose weight or how can a 23 year old tell me to lose weight and I've been around 50 years and I can't lose it by first of all your metabolism doesn't really change as you get older it only changes after 70 it might drop 100 or 200 calories from the ages of 20 to 70 so it's actually not a huge amount of difference between me and you so I can still give you advice I I won't be having that at all that that's that's uh I I does I that's bollocks like you know it's absolutely it makes no difference it's like a, a football team if you're good enough you're old enough yeah if you have enough knowledge and and you have something i mentioned on this podcast before that um like i suffer from depression for ages and one of the things that i i, I went to, to talk to someone about it and i found that the person wouldn't help me i i realized really early the person wouldn't be able to help me because they never had depression so the stuff they were saying wasn't accurate to everything that i was feeling it wasn't the way i felt it wasn't anything they were saying was from a textbook and it was just wrong information that i was getting but would have helped so many other people it just wouldn't have helped me the advantage of the reason I say that, as I said, is is that you were overweight, you were unhealthy for years. Yeah. And now you're not. Yeah. You're healthy and you're the right way. And, and you've I've, educated yourself and you know emotionally, you're empathetic, you know exactly what you're talking about. To a 50-year-old who was never overweight to you, you have something they'll never have, whereas you went through the experience. Yeah. It's 100%. If I'm sitting yeah. down... If I'm talking to someone who has depression and they know that I have depression, I can talk. It's, it's, a, it's a little nod that you give each other. You know, yeah. you know. And you can talk to seven doctors, but you'll give me a better nod than them because you know I know because I've been through it. You were overweight and you lost it. Then you went to college, you learned everything, and, and, and now you're running and, and you're helping loads of people. And that's to be seen. And like, you can see that on your Instagram account. So no, like that's absolute harsh. Anyone that says that, very weak of mind, I think you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough one. People, people's opinions. You see, once once you go against what their opinion is, that's when they try and find something about you that they can discredit you. Or um, um, listen, if I there'll be no any, podcast if that bothered me, man. I, yeah. I'm gone. I don't fuck them. Do keep doing what you're doing. You're doing really, really well. Um, to end it on a positive, I suppose. Why your question to you is: What advice would you give someone? So I know you're saying about taking lose weight. It yeah. So like, what is it that's helping you the most? I know you're saying about taking it easy, but um, on top of patience. Else? Okay. Patience and um, being easy on yourself when when you fuck up, not if you fuck up, when you fuck up. Um, yeah. I've 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 never went a hundred days in a row without fucking up at least ten ever. And when I say fuck up, that means eating foods that I think that I shouldn't have eaten. It means doing things that I think that not anyone else that I think. Yeah. Like I can do stuff that you don't know about and you think I'm doing really, really well, but I know it deep down and that can eat at me. You know, I shouldn't have fucking had that. Why did I do that? Like I did so well all day. You end up really 
getting thick with yourself and giving up, I think just be easy on yourself. Know you're going to fuck up. It's fine. And then the next day, don't. And if you do yeah. fuck up the next day, well, then the next day, don't. But keep saying, once you, make, once you fuck up, just go back to it the next day and be patient. Yeah. Like, no one was thin and then got fat. It took fucking years. Um, so it'll take a small bit of time to lose it as well. So just be patient. Take your time. When you stand on the scales one of the days and you're up weight, don't give up. That's fine. Keep doing it. Consistency over a long period of time. Um, if you really, really fancy something, do it. Just don't do it seven days a week. Don't have eight pints and a pizza seven days a week. Maybe just do it once a fortnight. Yeah. Um, that's it. And uh, don't let... Uh, don't be waiting well we'll even get into this well look I will you asked me the question uh, don't give a fiddler's fuck what anyone else says don't be waiting for anyone else to say well you lost weight it doesn't matter that's absolutely irrelevant when you're sitting down at 6 o'clock in the evening or half 6 and you're in your house and all the food is around you there's nobody around you it has to be all done you have to do it by yourself for yourself and that's it um, if, if you go to a gym or you have a trainer or if you go training with a friend brilliant absolutely brilliant but don't let anyone put you down don't let anyone don't don't um don't seek adulation from others because that won't last that long. It has to be you yourself at all times, completely in utter mind focus like that, and that's it. And enjoy it. That's yeah. it. Now I'm saying this, I might come back in six months' time and I might be up 45 pounds and another 45. And I'll be sitting here saying, I'll be on channel four saying they had to knock down this wall to get me out. But hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that won't happen. I don't I don't I from working with people when people get that mindset shift away from the scales and that understanding and um the whole thing about being long term generally they keep the weight off and, and they'll be flying yeah. from there like to, 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 to be honest with you it's not um i don't know man i was always like i'm trying to lose weight like i'm gonna lose two pounds this way. i'm not thinking of anything like that at all i'm Go in on. my 40s i want to live to my 90s at some stage, I'll be what I consider the healthy body. I don't give a fuck what scales there or while you look there. And if you just lost, I don't give a shit. As long as I think I look fine. If I think I look fine and everyone else says you could lose two more, so I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever I think I'm healthy, I know when I'm able to move properly and I'm more mobile and quick. And I know yeah. I'm fine then. I don't give a shit. It'll take time. Um, there'll be loads of bumps on the way. I'll enjoy the bumps and then I'll do things right as I go along. But, um, you know, I'd be yeah, tipping in on you from time to time for a bit of advice. So what's that fucker <laughs> saying today, you know? Well, first of all, you told me I can eat McDonald's left, right, and center. Secondly, you said I can have all the coke I want. That's Don't really have to work out. Don't be worrying about diet. So this is fucking fantastic. That's the people listening to the, that's what the people listening to the podcast on the smallest little bit of volume are going to hear. And they'll be in the, in the yeah, comments. That'll section. be cut out and taken as this is what yeah. you said. No, yeah. look, I, I enjoy that. One of the things that I like about you is your, your no-nonsense approach to it. I, I genuinely like it, you know. It's um, it's refreshing. It's probably doing your business in the long run, but because you're 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 giving people tips that probably other other um fitness people aren't, you know. Yeah, or make you pay. most of your videos are a tip, whereas yeah. most of their videos are spend five hundred dollars with me, and I give you these ten tips. You know, yeah. That's, um, like realistically to put myself even more out of business if you wanted to lose weight and you did not want to pay anyone just go to the first video i had and scroll up through every, every single one of them there's about 100 of them there but even this first couple are, are the simplest parts of it and you wouldn't have to pay anyone a penny and you'd learn learn a lot about it. the only thing that the online coaching and stuff like that offers is obviously you're you accountable have, 
exactly and you have that help all the time if, if something goes yeah. wrong you have that support but some people don't have support and that was a big thing with the business was my brother gave me support when I was in a bad place I remember sitting down here and I hadn't been to a gym before and I was eating ice cream left right and centre and because people were me fat all the time I was the rest of my head here sat in, in the room didn't want to do anything he came in one day and he was like oh Christian I want, I want you to come to the gym you just come to me that once and I went to the gym with him and he'd support me all the time and he'd say well done at doing that and look you're lifting a little bit heavier here and look you're look at your weight your t-shirt's a little bit looser and your Arsenal jersey looks a little bit better on you and he'd be doing that for me and, and that's the support that people need some people just don't have it it's very difficult to do it without and again it is a lot of it does come from inside as well and, and that's a different side of it well, having that support helps so that's yeah. kind of what coaching it's is. magic to have support from somebody else absolutely magic um like my brother saved my life 100 percent. my brother saved my life that day he came into me and i yeah. specifically remember it and i have a little photo album book that he gave me and we're sitting down in this exact chair um and i was playing on my xbox and he walked in he's like look will you just come to the gym with me because my weight was getting out of hand and I was little like, did you know a couple of years later you'll be running your eyes yeah how things happen it's funny and, and, and you know what? it wasn't the people that called me fat that made me get up and go to the gym it, wasn't it never does not once did they make me want to they made me want to stay here and play xbox and eat ice cream and not leave my room it was my brother that gave me the positive reinforcement showed me empathy that got me up and, and brought me here yeah well just as it was to um clarify what i was saying was that if you do have someone to give you support and all that go on ahead and do it but if it's a, if 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 you're like me for instance and it's not that you have no support it's just no one really gives a fuck well then or, you have to rely on yourself you know i, I I'd think- love someone cheering me on i'd love it Cheer me I on, think what you're saying is more so seeking. Don't be seeking it, if you get me. So all you're saying yeah. is seeking validation. Of whatever. That's not That's because you're not going to get it if you're seeking it. You're not going to get it all the time. So your point is very valid as well. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Look, I'm going to let you go. Um, thanks for coming on. Um, all Oshin's links are in the description. Please go and have a look. Um, if you know anyone who's trying to lose weight or trying to get healthier, I suppose it's the best thing to do. And they don't know about the podcast, or they don't know about any of us. Send on this link, uh, share it on from YouTube, and let them have a listen and a look. Um, and if you enjoyed it, subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, thanks. All the best. Cheers, bud. See Thank ya. you. Bye. Bye bye.